Welcome to a new episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure, a pop culture show where no one feels guilty about what gives them pleasure. My guest this week is Amber, a friend I'm sure you're getting familiar with by this point. I give her a moment to describe what she does with her life outside of being my best friend and repeat podcast guests, and then we discuss a lot to remember. This movie and Mandy Moore have a special place in our hearts, so it's about an hour of us discussing about her, and we literally just watched this movie together a few months ago, so our favorite moments are shared and still fresh. We also describe why the sentimentality in this movie feels a little less cheesy than most of Nicholas Sparks' work and how it holds up to this day. Enjoy the episode. All right, this person needs no introduction per se. This is our first three-peat guest, Dr. Amber. Um, She's not just my friend, but she's also has a doctorate in um counseling or therapy counseling um counselor education and supervision sorry I couldn't think of the um I know it's been a while because you went straight through I did so I've had my before the age of 30 yeah got it at 27 so I've had it for almost five years genius she is don't let five years oh okay I was like don't hurt yourself either (laughs) Um, it's a doctorate in counseling and supervision Counselor education and supervision. Counselor education and supervision. Mm-hmm. And what do you do currently? Um, I currently work for a startup. <laughs> so a big shift. Um, but I am working for a startup where we are hoping to be able to detect empathic and unempathic moments in text-based communication and offer slight suggestions or corrections to make speech more empathic. So if you've ever gotten like one of those shitty emails that kind of make, make you spin spin your wheels like you're spinning out the rest of the day we're hoping that we can find some ways for people to um not to display empathy through the written word Mm -hmm. yeah that's a definite there's a gap in the market for sure yes there (laughs) is that is that is is what we're finding um so it's fun it's a big shift um so i i'm not doing direct clinical work right now um but may in the future again you did for several years as well yes I did so I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor um and I worked um in university mental health for all through my PhD um and then full-time for the past four years or for four years um before switching to tech and your most important title you are now a dog mom I am a dog mom yeah we call her regret for short um <laughs> I'm kidding I love her so much oh, poor baby my my Raya sunshine or Raya terror um depending on the day no she's a, <laughs> she's a really great pup she's doing super well with potty training um really well um learning her command she's just doing puppy things that oh. are all expected but I miss puppy life um well I'll come wait, see her soon. Wait till she thinks that your theater play things and maybe you won't miss puppy life anymore. No, I know how to hide it. <laughs> Everything <laughs> will be locked up. <laughs> I had one of those puppies. She just did that to my mom's stuff. How do you No, she's doing it to my feet? The things that I walk on. Oh yeah. She did that to my mom. She knew not to do that with my dad and I. She used she her she used to pull the socks off my mom's seat while she was walking and my mom didn't think to stop walking so then she kept falling oh. <laughs> I was like ma'am 
you're such an intelligent woman at times. Why would you keep walking as a dog is literally pulling the sock off of your foot on a slippery surface? Yeah. So yeah, I remember those days. Sorry. I thought you just meant like stuff like lying around. And I'm just like, I just, even now that I'm not living with a dog, I like see something fall on the ground. I'm like, put it away. Mm-hmm. just in case a dog comes to visit me aka yeah. your dog or anyone else's well until she um generalizes her potty training she can't um she she gets not to go in our house where le- she's learning about other people's houses no oh. yeah well so cute I like it's like I don't care that they exactly. make those mistakes because I love them so much well yeah and I'm also like when she makes those mistakes it's kind of our fault like we forgot to take you out or you were telling us you needed to go out and we weren't listening yeah yeah fair enough um but yeah she's gotten so big <gasps> I need a new picture because you yeah. have to send I'll have me to one s- in a minute I'll have to send you some um comparison pictures of me holding her so you can see like how big she's gotten since we first got her oh she's sweet she's sweet I love her so much I don't really call her regret for short <laughs> we know we know you <laughs> if you can't joke about your puppy what can you do except squeeze them and love them forever and cry I know I just like I wish you could say I made the little Arthur fists (laughs) off screen in my excitement like the cute aggression oh and a tear um so we're here to talk about other tears that were shed um in a film called a walk to remember every time um this movie came out in 2002 so it's it's been 20 years quite literally wow I think it came out like right before Crossroads. So it was like a big year in film for you and I. Yeah. Specifically. And I think my dad took me to see this and the other one. I think my mom had zero interest in these types of films. So my dad That's had nice. to like take one for the team. And he's sensitive. He's fine. <laughs> but um, I feel like, you know, like we both grew up in church and stuff. So like it was probably like, it was nice that it was like a secular movie, but had elements of faith in it that like normalized it and didn't seem cheesy, like mm-hmm. an after school special. And we were already Mandy stands because like at this point we already had candy and I want to be with you. And so we were just like, she was our Olivia Rodrigo. And you've, have I told you my thoughts on candy? No, tell me now. Um, I truly believe that candy is one of the greatest songs of all time. You know, she hates it. Yeah, I get it. I do. She, she can't recognize her own greatness. <laughs> I know. She she did like this like stripped down like um like a moodier version of candy. And I was like, Mandy, give give me the bubblegum pop with the bad dance moves. Put a blonde wig on right the fuck now and wear an all-white outfit, like tank and pants. Yeah, please. Do what we need you to do. And with your lime green, didn't you have a lime green um beetle? Volkswagen she sure did, did. yeah, sure. yeah, very yeah. much a car at the time. Her impact, I oh. mean, and then um, we were discussing this earlier offline, but like you didn't get a chance to watch it because it's not streaming anywhere. Um, I I rewatched it, and there's like some elements where I was like, "There's a reason this movie is like good," and mm-hmm. I, you know, not all the Nicholas Sparks movies can be spoken to in the same regard, but this was like actual life or death because the girl was actually dying spoiler alert (laughs) if you haven't watched this movie in the first 20 years of its release stop now (laughs) go watch it somewhere because it's not available on itunes apparently for rent no i 
I know I tried to rent. I tried to buy it. I think well, you have to. They gatekept Spice World too. So I, I can't find it anywhere. Travesty. I think like the only thing I can do is buy the DVD, which is um, Ivan, uh, my spouse slash roommate was like, um, you don't own the DVD. I'm surprised. And I'm like, I'm actually surprised too. I don't know why I don't own it. Yeah. Mine is clearly like, you know, how, when you would go to this place called Blockbuster and when a movie first came out, there'd be like 30 of them on the shelves so that mm-hmm. anyone who wanted to see it. Cause it, and then afterward, when they were just going to go down to like two copies, they would sell the other ones for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. This was very clearly like a video store version case. Cause it's like not as nice and shiny as the target case. Yeah. <laughs> just details, you know, things yeah. that I'm taking in. Um, and then just, I thought this would resonate with you specifically I looked up the director of this film and other films he directed we'll get to the one that is for you he did the wedding planner Mm -hmm. did uh you know Hallmark classic bringing down the house he did many children (laughs) yeah sorry our favorite pairing Steve Martin and Queen Latifah was I who was I taught was that I wasn't talking to you about bringing down the house maybe it was uh maybe it was Ivan but I was talking about like Nobody talks about this movie anymore. And that's a funny ass movie. It is. Okay. We didn't talk about it, but it is a funny <laughs> ass movie. Enough for me to pick it as a highlight yes. in this man's, um, uh, what are they called? Resumes. <laughs> what is that thing I lie on? Resumes. Um, he did like lots of kids movies. I can't like, you know, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he directed 2007's Hairspray. <gasps> wow. Taste. The way he knows yeah. what you need, Amber Jolly. He knew what I needed at different points in my life. Hairspray is my forever bad day movie. And I'm excited because he directed the Enchanted sequel that's coming. So hopefully based on this history and based on the fact that Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey are a great pairing and mm. hopefully they bring back James Marston. It'll be wow. amazing. Wow. I'm sold. I'm sold. And then there's four things that I realized this movie impacted in culture and society. Tell me more. It impacted a lot of young girls and boys singing only hope off key, probably as auditions for like school choir, um, college, like that girl in Laguna beach. (laughs) Like, do you agree? I do. And can I tell you that? Okay. I was so fucking obsessed with this movie and obviously that song. I never, um, I never sang it as an audition because I knew my limits. Um, I'm an alto for sure. So I wasn't doing that. Yeah, never, never did that. Um, But I did do musicals. Um, But you know how you always cast yourself in movies that that you love, like, like you envision yourself. So I isn't that half of our conversations. We're like, we're that one and that one. (laughs) So I used to just envision myself singing only hope. This is actually kind of embarrassing. Like I'd have this fantasy of me singing only hope, obviously in that dress um in front of like my middle school and like getting a standing ovation yes come on uh fantasies we yeah but I would um obviously I knew my limits so I never never <laughs> tried it oh, I mean I sing it out loud just not for an audition anywhere yeah and I when they were doing the school play rehearsals I was like man this is probably like why I wanted to do school plays so badly and then like in high school had to focus on other stuff but like mm-hmm. I remember being in like random school plays in middle school and having a time second impact stars as presents how many people went out and bought a star for someone after this movie came out as like a cheap to free present 
that required little to no effort, but felt meaningful and deep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Um, third, bucket lists. I think they only came to exist in as a formal concept after this film. Bucket list for the youth specifically, because I definitely had one after I watched that movie. We had one for that I made for our senior year. That I still have we, it. We put zero effort into completing. I think, yeah, I still have it. And I still think I have um, like the list of things. We had a list of sayings that, that things that, that you would say yeah, that we wrote keep on. Keep them in the jar. Keep them in the jar. <laughs> okay. If any of the ones that are coming to mind can't be said in 2022. No, they can't be. They shouldn't have been said then either, but you know. just hose in the club in Lord Farquaad voice. Holes in the club. Holes in the club. Holes in the club. Um, And finally, um, how many people's wedding vows was that love is patient verse after this film? Ooh, yeah, many, I'm sure. Um, I was sure that that was going to be, those were going to be my wedding vows too. Um, when I watched it um right like all those things like after this movie happened were just like what everybody it was like a Pinterest board yeah it was so So the movie movie had impact and apparently it was also a sleeper hit in Asia according to Mandy Moore's Wikipedia which I'm just throwing that out there because I would have never guessed me neither they're Mm. very into the superhero stuff there so taste taste. so even you know globally um, so let's start out with what are some of your memorable moments or scenes from the movie that you can recall? Um, so the one that stands out the most. Um, okay, so obviously there's the only hope scene where he forgets. You, you know I don't what know I'm going to say. <laughs> no, well, you already know what I'm going to say because you died you're... with this scene. Okay, so obviously the only hope scene when he like sees her and you know she's singing only hope and she's gorgeous, all that good stuff. Yes, yes. But obviously the one that I'm going to talk about, because you know exactly what it is, <laughs> is when they do that, they I'm do that, like, that prank. And so like, she's like trying to run out of the cafeteria and he grabs her and he calls her baby. And then you just, yes. oh. you know exactly what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the one that like really, really makes you melt. And then I think the other one is when she said, when he was like, I might kiss you. And she's like, I might be bad at it. That's not possible. (sighs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) obviously, obviously the cafeteria prank turned to, um, what did he say? Baby, I'm sorry. (sighs) 11 year old me? Hormones. I know. I I think that's what they call a sexual awakening. I woke up during that movie, <laughs> that moment. And let me tell you, every time, because when we watched it earlier this year together, we freaked out. We did. And when it I was- watched it last night, I freaked out. And it never comes down. Like whoever, and he, uh, like, as I was watching last night, he repeatedly calls her baby since. And whoever gave him that note did God's work. Yeah. <sighs> And it's like the worst scene because you feel so bad for her because what they did is so awful. So you're like so down. And then Shane West calls her baby and you're so high. I'm like going to fall out of my chair thinking about it. How you get so high was written about that moment. (laughs) (sighs) That was Justin Bieber's baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
And like we said, only Hope's iconic because that's when he realizes she's pretty because, you know, they curled her hair and gave her a dress. Okay, so and, look but, good. but like you said, that scene is like, yeah, we all want to be that girl in that moment. That's like mm-hmm. captivated the whole town, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think also the opening scene always gets me a lot because it's you just know after you've watched it the first time what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And so you just are nervous from the jump. And it's very dark and serious at the beginning. Yeah. So it's like a very memorable opening scene. And also when she was like, you have to promise not to fall in love with me when she first gave. And I was like, yo, was she like, did she know what she was doing all along? She or knew her power. She just like, or she was just very confident in herself, not knowing if he would take her seriously. Like she was wise. She was. You she know, was another, another scene that stands out to me, not from like a super, not because it's like, Okay, so I guess it does, like, pack some emotion, but it's not, like, one of those, like, standout moments in the movie. But it's when he's talking to his friend and he's, like, working on the car. And his friend, um, I cannot remember his name. It's the only black guy in the movie. Um, Eric. Yeah, Eric. I only know from last night. Um, and he's talking about, um, he's talking about, like, how he's changed. Um, mm-hmm. And for some reason, and that one, like, always stood out to me. I, I think is from, like, I don't know if it's now that I'm if it's from like a male friendship perspective or whatever that's about but that scene always stood out to me for some reason like at the beginning of that scene he also plays get your freak on which is not a song i remembered being played in this film until last night so maybe that's why it stands out to me (laughs) it was the music white ass movie (laughs) it was the music and i thought about that scene too and i was like he's probably less mad that Landon has quote changed and more mad that his least racist friend is unavailable. Cause you know, the other ones are problematic as fuck. Yeah. I, I never interpreted that as like a man, like you're doing like, even though like, that's how he was phrasing it. Like, Oh man, you're changing. This girl's changing you. I always interpreted it more as like hurt that he like didn't have his friend around. Fair. I do wonder there's also like a scene I never paid much attention to before where like Shane Landon is like talking to his mom, AKA Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jamie's changed me. Cause like she had found this list of all the goals he wrote for himself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder how his mom feels some type of way that like she couldn't do shit to get him motivated. And then some chick shows up and like all of a sudden he's the son that she should have always had. Yeah. Like, does she get in her feelings about that? She also wasn't a great mom because they did that overnight stargazing date and he shows up and she's like, you weren't home. I would have freaked out. Had I known? Not our moms. Not my mom. (laughs) They would have been, they would have tracked the car. They would have put a, what are those things people use now? Apple tags. Mm -hmm. They would put Apple tag on our car and been like, you're where? And found us and snatched our asses back home and said, you're never going out again. Mama Jolly would have known would have known I, th- I but I think that's also like a thing about like parenthood right like you can which I don't know we speak I'm as not, childless people but go ahead we, we speak as childless people but from the perspective of a of a child <laughs> um, <laughs> I know whenever like people are talking about their kids at work I'm like well when I was a kid last year um this is how, how I was with my mom <laughs> 
but like but thinking about that from like the perspective of a teenager but also I can think about this as like from the perspective of a therapist when it's like you try to do like you're giving somebody feedback or you're doing this thing over and over again and they or like you're really trying to give them that space you want to give them that direction and they for whatever reason you're not the person they need to hear it from yeah I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting in the therapist chair and somebody's like I had this insight my friend told me this I want to be like bitch I've been saying this for two months (laughs) Well, sometimes you're the person too, like as the therapist, like your friends have been telling you this advice forever. And for some reason it doesn't register. And then the therapist says it and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that now. And all the friends are like, what the fuck? We've been talking about this for like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to hear it from some strange person on another screen. Okay. At one, at one point it wasn't in person. We used to do it in person. Yeah. I don't remember those times. <laughs> That was like 15 years ago now. Also, this movie is just good at making you not cringe at cheesy lines. Like at the very end when he's like, does the, our love is like the wind. You can't mm-hmm. see it, but you can feel it. I still got fucked up. Even the part. Yeah, I was thinking about this because like, you know, like how it ends. Another spoiler alert. Shane gets she his life together. Oh, <laughs> she oh, dies. No, said- and then he. <laughs> 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 Gets his life together and goes to med school with his dad. But even like the very end when he's visiting um, the dad and the dad is like, you were her miracle. And I'm like, that's so fucking cheesy. But it's also because he's like, it's so. But it's true. It is. And so it's just like gets you all choked up. It was just a time. Mm -hmm. And one hour 42. So not too long. We know that we love movies under two hours. And then, although I wasn't trying to sing Only Hope, I would always sing Cry when it came on during the credits with my cousins. Because I had some cousins on my dad's side who were like a more strict sect of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, but something where they were like, you know, couldn't read most of Harry Potter and all that stuff. And so, no, the best is they could, their mom would sharpie out any line in the books of Harry Potter that had to do with magic. So these kids were reading a book about a little boy getting abused at home, going on a train somewhere, and then coming back from the train and getting abused at home again. Isn't it just like less work to not let them read the book at all? I, I don't know. That's all. I, that's all she wrote. <laughs> okay. But phew. Um, but these these cousins, this was like one of the few movies they were allowed to watch. Mm-hmm. So we would we'd be up in there singing after each watch every time mm-hmm. they were also allowed to watch general hospital though choices you know moments can't, can't win them all so i would say a takeaway from this movie is their relationship like he was mad terrible to her at first and i forgot yeah. about that like clowned her constantly and then had no shame on ask her for a ride home even after he's just talked shit in her face and then hid Oh, and remember when he changed her radio? Okay, that part oh, yeah. was, you know, it was like, fuck, like, you're, why are you changing her radio? Like, on a ride she didn't even want to give you. And then pretending not to know her after they got all friends, because they get like buddy-buddy, and then he like swerves her in public. And then she's like, well, I'm not helping you. Yeah. Oh, when she um, approaches him in the hall, and he's like, in your dreams. Yeah. Oh, he, he delivered that with zest. But she also took no shit. Like I forgot when the annoying friend said something about like 
why can't God get you a new sweater? And she's like, he's too busy looking for your brain. I was like, come through Jamie Sullivan snaps for Jamie. And then uh, Landon asked her for help. And she's like, I'll pray for you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) No fucks given. And aunt Mandy proved herself an actress in the leukemia reveal scene when she's like, I'm sick. Woo. I was like, yes, let's get you a sweater. Like, get her in a sweater step I do also love um when he bought her the sweater and the dad freaks out and she's like dad it's just a sweater and you know that reverend has heard some confessions he's like it's never just a sweater never just a sweater I know what the sweater leads to yeah he's like I've heard some shit every (laughs) week after after service I've heard some shit so it's not just a sweater sweetheart um and then I was trying to think like who who was more famous at the time because Shane West had already been in a few things like he was a lot of guest stars like a lot of one-offs in the 90s and then Mm -hmm. the only thing that he was in before this that was notable was I don't know if you ever saw Get Over It which was it was a remake of A Midsummer's Night Dream it had like Mila Kunis, Kirsten Dunst, Ben Foster Mm -hmm. all that and so he was in that right before as well but I feel like maybe she might have had the edge over him with like the pop star element I think I think so and that probably would have been like well I mean yeah for her for the market of the movie um but I don't know who yeah so they were kind of equal they were kind of close and then the most teenager thing Landon did was um going to his cardiologist father for help about cancer (laughs) but it was so pure like that's how devoted you and even the dad says it I'm a cardiologist (laughs) figure something out different specialty my son I mean that's kind of like you know or maybe not the same you know like when my family is like you're you're a doctor and I'm like not not that kind well people keep asking me about if they should get a COVID vaccine and I'm like yeah but not because I know anything more than (laughs) Dr. Fauci (laughs) like yeah go get one don't be an idiot um Um, yeah you know what also um the part that I like with hindsight and age I'm like, okay, so like, I understand you have to do community service and you got to do shit because like that kid got hurt or whatever from the opening scene. Yeah. Um, so you're forced to do the school play, but why did he get a lead? Because he's hot. <laughs> like it made, I was like, I bet you the kid who wrote it was supposed <laughs> to be the lead. And they're like, wait, 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 we got, we got better looking talent. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he could have been like a stage hand or something. He could have done the a lighting. Set painter, yeah. Like, but they were like, no, you're going to be the lead. And also, Sorry about he it. hated it. So they were like, that's a real punishment is learn all these lines. Yeah. Uh, the other part in that was um, I was weak because, you know, the teacher is giving out the, all the roles mm-hmm. and they tell Mandy, like, you're going to be Alicia, the mysterious club singer. And he rolled his eyes so hard. It was like comparable to my eye rolls. Like it was giving 360. He was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're real mysterious, Jamie. Like <laughs> this is when he still hated her. Little do you know, she's got secrets. She sure fucking does. Bone collector. I used to um, watch this movie with my mom, like when it would come on E and stuff. And for some reason, the part that she would always laugh at, you know, when they're, re- when they're rehearsing and they keep, and they like they keep having to do this. Oh yeah, push, push him over yeah. and over again. <laughs> like my mom would always laugh at that. That I'd... gets her. Yeah, she's so pure. Yes. I love it. it. I mean, it is kind of funny. 
I, I have laughed at that moment too. So I believe it. But always? Not always, no. Um, I'm trying to think of, I always laugh when he goes to the house, her house for the first time. And he is like looking at stuff. And then he's like, that's one scary. And then the reverend comes down and goes, Jesus. Like, I don't know why that timing is hilarious to me. Um, and like, it is, dad, it's just a sweater. And he, he knows too much. And then the friends were also just scrub. I mean, like we said, maybe Eric was, Eric was doing better, but overall they like had zero loyalty to him and just were really useless till they all found out that his girlfriend was dying. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, sorry. It would have been nicer if we knew that she was going to (laughs) die. Yeah. If we knew this was temporary, (laughs) (laughs) this had an expiration date. We would have definitely just held out. Yeah, Belinda was mad troubled too. Like, I was just like, girl, move on. Like, do some internal work. Yeah, Belinda, go to the guidance counselor. Sorry, school counselor. Come on, do something. Something with your life besides, like, beg this man, this boy, let's be right. Beg this little boy back into your life for what? Because she was always just trying him and he kept swerving her and she kept going and then was mad at Jamie about it. It's never the other girl's fault. It's the guy's fault. Yeah, but that's so high school and also like life, right? Guy never gets blamed for shit like that. Oh yeah, it's very society. It matches society very well. Mm-hmm. And that the girl who played Belinda, I think, grew up to be somebody in that show, Lucifer. But I don't watch that. So. Me neither. You know, Satan. Yeah, you know. I was gonna say, you know, I need to like pray or sage after. I don't. We're saints, so we watch The Royal Housewives if we need to get some kind of action in our lives always all right so we touched on music a little bit um mandy had four songs on the soundtrack because you know high achieving she had only hope cry she did that cover of someday we'll know and then she had a song called it's gonna be love which is what Mm -hmm. plays you know when they're first dating and i do really like that song i've been listening to the soundtrack all day that's a good one and i think a lot of these became bit semi-classic of that era of that millennium era that I'm very passionate about so like you said the set the segment where she's pushing him and stuff the girl in the play is like mother we just can't get enough and Mm -hmm. they did a dancing in the moonlight cover which is like one of my favorite songs and this when we met switchfoot when christian pop became a thing too in the early aughts thanks to switchfoot would dare you to move classic it was a classic I know you've never watched One Tree Hill despite my efforts for many years, but there's a great like kiss scene with that song in it too. It depends on the season. I've watched um what? <laughs> no, I've watched sorry, I've watched up to a certain amount. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't I, I thought I told you I like started watching it during the pandemic. And then I no. forgot I was watching it. <laughs> How is there something about you? I don't know. <laughs> this feels so wrong to find out. Maybe, oh, you know, maybe I was also like, it might have been when I was just texting you nonstop about Real Housewives of Potomac, so. True, we had to prioritize something that was a little more active. (laughs) You just kept texting me, I'm carrying my iPad around with me because I don't want to miss a second. (laughs) I don't want the joy to end. Don't worry, October 9th, the joy is back. Yes. Oh, happy birthday, Jossie. (laughs) Is it the, never mind. I always get her birthday wrong, so you might be right. (laughs) I'm sure I'm right. I'm sure you're right too. I'm no, no, I'm sure you're right. I okay. always get it wrong and it gives me anxiety because JL has it like the 
next day or something. I think JL's the 11th. See, why did they have to do it two days apart? Why couldn't they be back to back? Anyways, happy birthday, Jossie, I guess. Yes, from the Real Housewives um, of Potomac or Bravo, whoever. So what point did you get up to in Montreal? I'm really interested in this now. I feel like I made it like halfway through the second season, but it was like on when I was working. Oh. So like, I wasn't so, like, like, there's a part where I don't know if it was their first, I don't think it was their first kiss, but I think it was like after they had a big fight, like Nathan and Haley are in the rain or something. Mm-hmm. And then they have like a huge kiss to dairy to move. Okay. So it just had a, it had a moment in a lot of content that I watch. Yeah. Uh, and like we said, I would have never remembered that get your freak on place in this movie. Oh, had it not been for less yes <laughs> they were like we're adding culture to this film <laughs> and then um he was like oh you have her people's music playing <laughs> when it was like just... her people now that was loaded yeah <laughs> I, I think there was some double meaning there there even was though, even though he forgot that landon was white so <laughs> you know shane west he can come to the cookout he's fine <laughs> at least in that movie in that movie he was fine i'm weak um also i just loved the cry video but I'll, she when i rewatch this she looks her age and she looks like the age of the character which is rare mm-hmm. you know, she looks like an 18 year old but in the cry video which is the same time she looks so grown because she has mm-hmm. like the eyeliner and the shaggy bangs and all of that stuff so it's just like what a juxtaposition yeah but I loved that video and I feel like it probably played during commercials or something because I used or I recorded it because I used to watch it constantly Mm -hmm. any style notes besides they all look normal like one of the rare movies where kids just dress like what kids dress like yeah, I was gonna say there's nothing that like really stands out. I guess like the only thing is really like her only hope dress. Um, and maybe yeah. I don't I don't even think that her I don't remember her wedding dress even being super memorable. Yeah, it was it it holds up because it's like one of those classic like it was the mom's wedding dress and it had like the old school Christian veil and stuff. So it was cute, but mm-hmm. same. I was like it was just normal things like yeah, no weird trends or brands or anything like one of the rare movies. All right, since this is a Y2 Queens situation, we have to do a Mandy retrospective. I feel like we've both been rooting Mandy on for many years. I know I could have had you on the Lindsay episode too, um, but how can I pick which queen for you to follow? I don't know, because you know I've been rooting for a lot of people. (laughs) We have a lot of people in our prayer books. (laughs) People that we've never met before, but but we've been praying for them. Um, you, Mandy. I'm just going to give well. you highlights of her career that maybe like we knew, but haven't thought about in a long time that I was like, damn. Okay. This girl has been working Amber. Yeah. Mandy Moore toured with NSYNC during her freshman year in high school. She opened for them. Yes. Imagine being a freshman in high school. This is like princess diary shit. Mm-hmm. And you get to tour with NSYNC and then the Backstreet Boys. Oh, shit. I don't think I realized that. This is why I thought I was going to have a chance at being famous because I lived in Florida when they were pulling all this Florida talent, but I was living in Port St. Lucie and not Orlando. Mm. (laughs) So nobody was coming down to the retirement community where I was living at nine years old. They weren't. Um, But freshman in high school and then she was just like on tour. And she did like 
she already had done three albums before a walk to remember candy was on an album called so real i know i was confused too i want to be with you was on a re-release of the debut album with a couple songs added onto it so you know one of those fake albums okay and the album that had in my pocket and crush also came out in my pocket era was pre a walk to remember those i thought those were all the same album no, I thought I thought Candy and I Want to Be With You were the same album. Mm-hmm. They kind of are because Candy shows up on the second album. But in my pocket, I thought it was like 2005. Mm. But it was literally 2001. It was like wow. 99, 2000, 2001. Wow, she was busy. She went she, Rihanna style. Boom, boom, boom. Get out of that contract, girl. That's basically what happened. If you go to the Wikipedia, <laughs> there's a lot about how she basically gets along with none of her labels all the mm-hmm. time. And then, like we said, she hates the first two albums. She's always making like self-deprecating jokes that she would offer people refunds if they brought the album to her. I was like, no, I got it. Like I have a few select CDs that I'm keeping forever. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them, I think. But, oh, Mandy. but Mandy, seriously. And apparently so princess diaries was her first visual role but apparently she also was the voice of a baby cub in dr doolittle 2 with eddie murphy wow voiceover work too so tangled. you got it girl and then after the movies bits like she did a bunch of like albums and then she did the greatest hits which i think was again to get out of the contract so mm-hmm. they went boom 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 and then i think we like linked like latched onto her in the acting phase. So I'm going to do like some highlight movies that I think of, like How to Deal, Chasing Liberty, Saved, Mm -hmm. because I said so is like one of my favorite movies. Have you seen that? I have seen that one. I love that with Diane Keaton because she is deranged. I like, uh, and I love, uh, what's that? Harvey from Suits was in that. He was so hot. It's been a while since I've seen that. I think out of those Saved is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. And then, of course, our mutual favorite, Tangled. Ooh, I think I still have it. I might still have that poster. I don't think I've gotten rid of it yet. Yeah, we have a, we decorated our senior year of college dorm room with a Tangled movie poster. Mm -hmm. That we stole from um, our school. Yeah. Screening of it. It's, I mean, it was just a piece of paper. It was fine. Yeah. Who else wanted it besides us? No. I don't I don't know if they needed it for more screenings, but I'm sure they had a backup. How do we have friends sometimes when I think about that dorm room? Be- because we had our own bathroom and it, it, well, we were in a We had so much room. Yeah. Because we yeah. also got a we got a rug from the children's section of Target too. Oh yeah, that rug. The rug was dirty. Who came? Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um <laughs> then I think about the playlist anyways um and then of course this is us was the Mandy renaissance mm-hmm. Rebecca Pearson we stand in this household we do somehow she's magically able to play a 60 something year old just as convincingly as a 30 something yeah there's something about her mannerisms now I did not finish this is us because it was too many feels during the pandemic so yeah. I know exactly what episode well, we're still in the pandemic, but the throes of the. Yeah, it's, it was, heavy. It, you can't, it, it's hard to watch that much heaviness in a heavy time. Yeah, I could not. That's why I was, I latched on the 
Potomac. And I was like, <laughs> you were like black joy. <laughs> it was like black joy. <laughs> like, except for candy and um, wrong podcast. <laughs> bring me up, bring me on pop of color. Then I'll talk all about uh, candy and her mom and my thoughts. Um, oh my God. You should we would love <laughs> be our first guest. Um, <laughs> and Giselle, my fave. I'm just thinking of all the horrible things she said. Also, for some reason, as we're talking about college, I can taste the Chinese food that we used to eat in a good way. Mm. Like I can feel the orange chicken right now. Mm. You know, college was the last time I had Taco Bell. Really? It made me so sick. <laughs> were we together? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think we were. I think we, we got it sick. together. And I made, it made me so sick. I've not had Taco Bell in like 10 years. <laughs> Listen, some moments change you. Yes. And on trip to, I actually, I do remember it. I don't know why, but I just remember it. it was one of those few nights where we're like, we're not going out because we had something mm-hmm. to do the next day. So we went to Taco Bell should have gone out <laughs> should should have chugged some alcohol instead that wouldn't have done us wrong cleaned out the system <laughs> um mandy moore and her oh, yeah uh, her with this um, is us this is us and then the boyfriend roster is pretty good will wilmer valderrama andy roddick yikes. <laughs> um this one was a big yikes that i didn't remember zach braff Blech. Oh, how old was she when she was dating Wilmer Valderrama? She was like 16 or 17 and he was like 20. Ooh, patterns. Oh yeah. I mean, the Demi of it all. Apparently Demi wrote a song about it too recently. Yeah. Well, he also dated, wait, didn't he also date Hayden Penantier? And she was pretty young too, right? That was Milo. Milo. Ooh, wrong. This is Milo's secret problematic. Yeah. I think he was like, I think she was, at least 17 that sounds awful uh no um that was milo um but yeah zach braff woof um and then we know that she had like the abusive husband who is like this uh indie folk singer and he told her like she wasn't a real artist and all this stuff so fuck that guy mm-hmm. basically and then now she has a sweet husband yeah he's also a folksy kind of singer guy and two kids or one kid and another on the way or is it two kids another now? on the way okay yeah, she was touring and then she stopped touring because of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did make it to Williamsburg's Folk Festival to perform I, before she stopped touring. I didn't. I understand. saw that. I saw that she was in Williamsburg. I thought about it, but you know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't stand folk Mandy as much as I stand pop Mandy. So yeah, that's fair. My dollars couldn't go to being in Williamsburg and not hearing Candy studio version. So. <laughs> But my other fun fact is she's friends with Hillary Duff IRL now, who's another one of our faves through their husbands. They're like actual mom friends now. Wow. I wonder what they talk about. Probably just probably all their the stuff kids. we do. Yeah, that's true. Except they probably don't talk about candy. They pro- Yeah, I was going to say they probably talk about like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, not Potomac. Yeah. Yeah. They don't strike me as the Potomac watching type. No offense to them. No offense at all. We love you <laughs> um, too much. <laughs> um, all right. Any other like things you need to share about your love of A Walk to Remember or uh, Mandy Moore? Um, this Any is core memories. Core memories. Uh, yeah, no, this is just a movie that just, I don't know. It's, it has a special place in my heart. Um, 
I I don't I think it's just one of those movies that came out at the right time yeah like I just have very fond memories of uh this was obviously a sleepover staple oh yes um so yeah I don't know it's it's something I don't know I associate it with like connecting with other people even though well because it isn't really about connection yeah it is about connection because you have Mm -hmm. like the reparation of like the father-son relationship like Mm -hmm. the reverend learning that the sinners can be saved Mm -hmm. you know they were each other's miracle yeah this was like very heartfelt and not it was heightened but not overly so like they made everything else more grounded so that the drama Mm -hmm. you could suspend the disbelief I feel like yeah and I think another good thing about this this is kind of reminds me like when we were talking about like rewatching drive me crazy um another easy thing about this movie is like you know how you have your faves that become problematic faves this this is one that like you can you can like continue to watch and like be like okay this this one feels okay yeah like there's nothing horrible that happens yeah where you're like oh this can't be yeah yeah I think that's probably it too I know I think there's a lot of people that when I post this are going to be like oh that movie because it just it sits with our generation in terms of like a love story too. Mm-hmm. So pure. We just want Shane West to call us baby. That's, I know. that's it. That's the only note. Take me to the state line and tell me I'm in two places at once. Oh my gosh. I thought that was so romantic. Give me the butterfly tattoo on the upper shoulder. Only if you that's blow on month. it though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only if you blow on it. That's it. Um, now we'll do our Y2K quick fire. Okay. What is your favorite, aside from this, a favorite early Ops movie? Obviously, it doesn't have to be your number one, but just something that comes out. Bring it on. Good choice. She was a cheerleader in high school, folks. I was. The only cheerleader I'm friends with. (laughs) What was one of your favorite trends from this era? One of my favorite trends? Um, Ooh, probably velour tracksuits. I thought it was killing the shits with the velour tracksuits. Yes, I love. I didn't ever wear one, but mm-hmm. I th- thought about it constantly. I had a Victoria's Secret bottom back. They did. If I can tell you, like a trend that I'm glad that I was not old enough for. So I saw oh, the music video for the thong song, and <laughs> wait, Cisco was also in that movie. Get over it. By the way, he was. I forgot to name the most important star of that film. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> I saw the music video for the thong song and I distinctly remember somebody having a belly button ring with a sun tattooed around their belly button. And I thought that that was the coolest shit ever. And that was a very early (laughs) 2000s And so I was like determined to get that. And I was also going to get Gemini tattooed, tattooed, tattooed on my lower back because that was also a very like (laughs) early 2000s thing. And it's just like, wow, thank goodness I wasn't old enough. (laughs) Thank goodness Libra symbol is so ugly because I never (laughs) want it on my body. (laughs) I don't want the symbol. I wanted Gemini. I was. Oh, like in cursive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also Libra is not as cool as Gemini or Virgo. Like, you know, Libra just sounds like someone's name. I don't know. It just is like too soft. I could (laughs) picture you with the sun tattoo though. I feel like that's very uh, Persia white, like Lynn from Girlfriends character would have that. (laughs) You know, I love my crop tops. I should have said crop tops. I just wasn't allowed to wear them then. That's okay. It's whatever, whatever comes to mind. 
all right, rank these queens and you can do like third to first or first to third. It's going to be a tough time for you. This is going to be the longest part of the episode. Oh no, I'm so Are you ready? No. Hillary, Lindsay, Amanda. Okay. Take your time. Really think through it. You so know, we, know we-, we, we know you love them all equally. This is just a game. Okay. I'm going to put Amanda number three. Okay. Uh-oh. Also, your nails look really nice. That's oh, That's thank you. Thank you. I just got them redone. I'm so, so excited. My last summer color. Um, ooh. Okay. Uh, but, okay, so this is where I'm getting stuck. Because Hillary gave us hits. She gave us Come Clean. She gave, she gave us Metamorphosis. But then Lindsay gave us Rumors. She did. <laughs> And they both Lindsay, did. Lindsay gave us movies. She gave us movies on movies during that she gave time. Us films. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna put Hillary number two, and I'm gonna put my girl Lilo. I mean, number, number one. Yeah, my girl Lilo. We keep rooting for her. Been rooting for her. I've been rooting for her for a while. <laughs> Twenty five years. Yeah, for a really long time. And then I saw her in the Planet Fitness commercial. And I was like. <laughs> I think it was like during the Super Bowl, and I was like, I knew she was gonna have a comeback, and everyone's like, What the fuck are you talking about? I'm so proud of you in this moment, Lindsay. I'm so like, proud. Like she's got a Netflix movie coming out. Look at her, and everybody's listen. Like, we're gonna have to probably dissect the Netflix movie together. I think so. I think, I think that'll so. be the next episode. Because oh, I'm sure if God is good, it'll come out the day before Friendsgiving, and we'll do like we did last year and just play it on repeat. Yeah, and I'm and I'm prepping a lot less food this year because there's a thing. So, <laughs> so we'll have time to actually enjoy it. All right, I think this one will be easy, but I'll ask anyway. Brittany or Christina? Then Brittany. Yeah. Okay. I just <laughs> confirmed. I, I, was, I was offended. <laughs> Listen again. I know you, and I know me, but I have to ask the questions. Although I will say that "Stripped" remains an album that I do revisit. "Stripped" is a very good album. Dirty is a song that I will get lit no matter when it comes on. Mm-hmm. You come on at church and I'd be dancing as it should be dancing. It's the best time to dance to it, right? Exactly. <laughs> the choir is singing. You're walking up for your communion. And <laughs> Jesus said, you want to get dirty. It's about time. Lord Jesus said, me. I would cleanse you. <laughs> on the religious movie podcast too. Phew, Lord. All right. I did it again. A uh, song that got you in trouble on the school dance floor. Oh, get low. Correct. Yeah. Probably the only right answer. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know why they played that at middle school <laughs> dances. <laughs> like, why? I still distinctly remember at our five-year homecoming, which is now five years ago, <laughs> dancing to that on a booth somewhere and a current student going, that lady looks really good up there. And I was like, don't ever fucking call me a lady again. That's the worst thing you've ever said, child. My neighbors. Okay, this is a totally aside. So first, I'm leaving my house and my neighbors, when they first moved in, asked if I lived here with my mom. And I was like, no, I live here with my husband. And then after that, they all started calling me ma'am. <laughs> it's like a bunch of young guys. It was like really funny because like they went straight from like, oh, are you a kid to yes, ma'am. Oh, no, ma'am. ma'am. Yeah. 
<laughs> At least they're respectful. Yeah, they're 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 nice. They're nice kids. It was just very very funny. <laughs> That's when I um was helping my parents move houses in California. My mom was at work and my dad and I were doing all the stuff in the house. And this nosy neighbor who is like the little neighborhood watch person mm-hmm. came up and like introduced himself to my dad and I. And he was like, oh, well, your husband seems like, I was like, uh, 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 It's my father. I know we're in California, but this is my father who's 25. I know we're in California. This is my father. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I mean, I guess upon first look, you might not look that closely, but we look alike, I think. I think you do. Yeah. So this is my father. So that's California for you. They're like, yeah, Meredith, Meredith, uh, Blake and Dennis Quaid. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what was your first cell phone ringtone? Ooh. Or if you can't remember the first one just a memorable one um ooh, a memorable one I probably had I don't really remember maybe like I'm sure I had like an usher one or probably t-pain honestly <laughs> you had bartender <laughs> probably <laughs> well I just laughed because all his songs we were way too young to be singing like <laughs> buy you a drink and bartender and we were 16 and we weren't drinking like we were mm-hmm. the kids who didn't drink yet we were singing those songs all the time yeah irony upon irony upon irony what was your first aim handle oh um, excuse me handle is the other stuff hazel angel 052490 whole birthday (laughs) (laughs) whole ass identifier whole ass phi out there for whole birthday come kidnap me (laughs) i'm fucking weak (laughs) yes hazel angel hazel eyed gemini (laughs) (laughs) Gemini millennial (laughs) screaming um and what was like the first reality show that you got sucked into as a youth Mm, first reality show that I the real world okay yeah I thought you were just gonna say ANTM whether or not that was true uh no I used to okay ANTM was probably the second one but I used to watch the real world with my cousin so I specifically remember I think it was Hawaii it was like the one with like Ruthie oh you watched the early ones Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to watch those quite yet yeah Uh, older older sisters and cousins and then if we're also counting like Jenny Jones as reality tv we used to watch that (laughs) shit regularly come on classic (laughs) Ricky Lake was my first reality show Jerry Springer (laughs) yes I mean, to watch those a of lot of Jerry. the latchkey kids, we saw a lot of reality TV before we were <laughs> like 10 years old. <laughs> Again, shout out to our moms. Still better moms than Daryl Hannah in this film. Absolutely. So that's it. Do you have any cause or organization you want to plug? This is my new thing. Um. Yeah, I will plug Be The Match. Um. So earlier this yeah. year, I donated stem cells to a woman who um, has blood cancer and so if you are a person of color specifically a black person um if you're latinx um asian i mean you know person of color but black people and latinx people specifically are really are sorely underrepresented um when it comes to donating stem cells and um bone marrow Mm -hmm. and so um that means that um people who like black and latinx people who have um cancer have a much lower chance of finding a life-saving match. And so um, it was a simple cheap swap. They paid for everything. Um, 
in the, yeah, they paid for all of my, all of my stuff, um, like transportation, food, recovery, everything. Yeah. And you can be reimbursed, um, for, for, um, lost wages too. So it's, um, a really good organization. And then randomly, um, I had a really good, like, donor guide I don't really know what you call them who was married to somebody who I found out that like who I went to middle school with and did plays together come on full circle back to the plays yes it was so random because I was talking about going to William and Mary and then she's like oh maybe you know my husband he went there and then she said his name and I was like wait I do know him (laughs) so so weird it's a full circle so be the match Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to look up the website here, be the match.org. And as Amber said, you can order a kit. All it is a simple form and a cheek swab and you mm-hmm. can save a life. Yes. Love it. Well, thank you again, as always for being a glowing guest thank for you. knowing me so well that we have the same number one scene. <laughs> what a moment in time that was oh, a moment. Thank you to the producer, the director who made that note. They knew. They, they knew. changed the course of our lives forever. I need to look up this director since apparently he has directed so many. Yeah, he knows that your life. Resonate with me. Well, praise be. Peace be with you, as they would say at the church.